out about the WandaVision newest episode. Eli, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. That WandaVision episode, I just rewatched it, just like you told me to, and man, I got notes. I'm prepared to talk about this show, because it's so good! I was not expecting it to be as great as it was. I'm happy I got to rewatch it because I was able to catch a couple of new things, different dialogue. I turned on the subtitles to get some more details. It was awesome. Man, this was such a good episode to release after the first two episodes were the slow build episodes. Episode three was sort of like the push into what the story is going to be about. Episode four explaining a little bit more. And then episode five is just... Now we're going to do the episode with the real world thing. And then at the end of it, we're going to drop a bomb on you. I know. Well, let's dive into step-by-step. Step. Like, let's look at the full episode because we can are very tempted just to stay on the end. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like what we just talked about there was our best that we can do non-spoiler review because the only way to really talk about this episode is to go into spoilers. There's um, really... No other way to talk about this. Well, let me um, do my thoughts real quick, quickly. We kind of did that, but let me go ahead and do an official non-spoiler. The episode was great. I loved it, like, so much. It was smart storytelling. If you're going to watch it, look for every detail you can. Hopefully you've already watched this so you can watch the rest of this video. But watch the episode and pay close attention. Because I think a lot of people are missing more than what they think. They're, I think we're being told things that are not fully true. So keep that in mind as you're watching the episode. Eli, non-spoiler review, go. I believe this was a great way to set up probably what the rest of the show is going to be. I feel as though this episode truly gave us an insight on what the pitch for the show was. I feel like this episode really did tell us, oh, this is what WandaVision is. This is our plan for the show. And we can't wait for you to watch the rest of it because this is the halfway point And I'm excited to see what the other half is going to show. I, this episode was amazing. I'm very happy. I, there are a lot of things that I caught this time on my second viewing that I didn't catch the first time. And this is just something I'm looking forward to talking about in depth. So for my non-spoiler review, I believe this was an amazing episode. All right, everyone. From this point forward, it's all spoilers. There's nothing else that we can talk about but spoilers because this episode is so full and so important, not just to this show, but I think to the entire Marvel Universe going forward, what they are planning and what they gave us last night is everything that we have been wanting since Marvel started. I mean, we are going weird, wonky, wild. I love where we're going. Magic. Oh, not magic. Reality warping. Oh, yes. I get very hyped about WandaVision. Honestly, I did not expect to love this sh I knew I was going to like it. I didn't expect to love it. I knew the moment this episode 
was sort of coming out that or even when it's coming out that this was going to be the show that truly tested everything and i'm looking at the episode selection right now i think this episode was the episode of the other episodes oh i know it's for sure the best did you catch what the name of the episode is yes on a very special episode because it is a very special episode oh yes we have special guest star Man, do you want to just go into no, who pops we, in at the end? No, because I think I think we need to go beat by beat. Because I think if we go to the end, that's okay. all we're going to be talking about, and we're not actually going to talk about the show. Can I just say this, like, because this sort of became an important thing at the beginning, and then throughout the episode, it it was sort of a running through line for Wanda. And again, this is at the very beginning. Wanda is trying to use her powers to get out of things. Like, at the very beginning, like, the baby, Billy and Tommy were crying, and she tried to use her powers to get them to fall asleep. And so I I feel like that one little thing is sort of the connection of the entire series. She's trying to use her powers to make herself happy and to make things better for herself. However, overall, in the overall scheme of things, I don't believe she's the one responsible for all of the negative in... Oh, yeah. Or all the crazy things that are happening in Westview. Well, let me uh, go add to that. You said escape. I don't think it's about escaping anything. I think it's control. You notice at the beginning, she states, I can, I've, I've got different uh, steps. Basically, they're trying to get the babies to sleep. They talk about the favorite twin. I heard this on a review. Vision is reading to Billy a Darwin book about evolution mm. or mutants, if you want to go that far. Um, is this and, really, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm bringing this off track to what you were talking Is this really going to be the show that brings in mutants? Well, I'm not going to say it's not, because they have been throwing hints into every episode. They, I'm so curious, but let's keep going. Wanda says mm-hmm. something that's so interesting when she's trying to get to put the babies to sleep. This is why I love subtitles. She goes, why won't you do what I want? That's very specific. Yeah. It's, why are you not, my powers are not working here. I'm in control of everything. Or in her mind, I think she believes it. That she's in control. But she can't control the kids. Well, that's you the control thing. everything else. The end. Again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm skipping a bit to the end, but even she says at the end that she doesn't that she's not controlling everything that's happening in West. No, no. She didn't even know how it started. So there's another force at play in oh, yeah. WandaVision. I just don't know what that force is. Well, uh, we'll dive more into it and I can actually explain where I think the show is gonna go. And it's kinda sad. Alright, so next you had uh after she says that, Agus Agnes shows up. She just shows up when uh, they need her. She's a very interesting character. I think she's got mm-hmm. more to do with all this than anything. On another review, I heard, uh, if you'll notice, when she's trying to put the babies to sleep, that she's basically doing a spell because she uses different scents and is trying to find dark liquor, trying to make basically a spell. And then after the spell, the babies age up five years. I think we can't forget how doing that little bit, she had the 
oh, do you want us to start over again? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you you're right, you're right. Go back to the top. Like, that was, that's something that even shows that Agnes knows what's happening. There is something that she knows that she can't tell any of us about. And that, and, and you, and again, you know I'm that still last, of the uh, believer. In the yeah, third episode, I'm you still of the believer that, well. that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. I th- I think she is. I really do. And we'll uh, mm-hmm. let's go to the next part. Uh, so you have um, the twins age up five years. Agnes says something very interesting. Kids can't kids yeah. can't control them no matter how much you try. And that was how it ends before the theme song. I think that's so interesting that she yeah. can't control the kids. And then and baby sort of, vision was creepy again. <laughs> Oh, baby vision, in my opinion, was great. It's like saying, it's like baby Yoda. You can't tell no. me that baby Yoda is not a little bit creepy. You look at him, no. Baby vision <laughs> to me creeped but, me out a little bit. That is very true. But then right after the opening titles, we go straight to outside of the anomaly or the hex, as Darcy ca- calls it. I like and the then hex. we see one of the important things. Yeah, I really like that we're using hex magic in some way. But I think one of the important things we need to mention is when we get Monica's CT scan, there's nothing there. Mm-mm. And I agree with one thing of she has her powers. She has her powers at that point. Well, even before then, I, I find this is interesting. And I think I want to bring this up. She goes, she's in pain. Wanda's in Wanda's voice is in my head, hopeless, like drowning grief. She's mm-hmm. drowning in her grief. But something I want to bring up at this, and we'll dive into it later when I give you my full speculation. She was controlling Wanda, or Wanda was controlling her. That doesn't mean Wanda was, mm-hmm. is controlling everyone else. Because remember, she says it later on, Monica was being used to try to help Wanda. I so I think she was special, and I don't think she was just uh, like everyone else. I think she was special. Yeah, and I I agree with that. I I feel like Monica or Wanda notices something about Monica, and again, even even in episode four at the very beginning of that, she was able to take a guy down by just a simple bump. I Monica has is a superpowered being already she just hasn't told anyone maybe I, i'm i'm not gonna say not because also you're she's gonna be in captain marvel too we can i can go mm-hmm. ahead and mention this did you notice when when they mentioned captain marvel her name yeah she, i did she was not happy like she did not want to hear yeah. anything about uh, captain marvel yeah it's it's funny because i want to know the history and the reason why monica is very down on captain marvel all of a sudden when when she was a kid she was all all down like cool awesome and i feel like we're gonna get that the reason behind monica's sort of animosity to carol in captain marvel 2 oh yeah i agree with that something i want to bring up is wanda still visions corpse and sleeps with a corpse yeah and it's Weird and cool at the same time. More I say weird. it's cool because it's an interesting use. I say it's cool because of the interesting use of her powers. And by the way, Hayward, acting director Hayward, is a douchebag. Yeah, oh, I, 100%. Wrote, I wrote that down too. He only sees bad. Oh! But, 
That's cackle. Yeah, because he's always focusing on the bad during during the um, briefing. He's mentioning all this bad stuff, and Jimmy and Monica are like, hey, don't forget about the good that she did, because that's important. But remember this, too, though. In the comics, S.W.O.R.D. was always an attack-first-ask-questions-later organization. That's what's happening with this. Hmm. It's really showing S.W.O.R.D. as this attack-first. With the with shield, it was always let's get intel first, then we'll attack. It's not let's attack first and then we'll get the intel. Sword is the opposite of shield in a lot of ways, and so I think we're starting to see yeah. that as the show goes on, because they have to differentiate yeah. it from shield very much. Um, and going on, going on from after the briefing, after we find out that Wanda was born in 1989 and her parent and her dad isn't Eric Lencher yet um we discover or tommy and billy get a dog vision notices that agnes is able to get into the house at the exact moment that they need something and then you know uh sparky is from the comics right you know spark is from the comics oh yeah um he's a i I don't know know a whole lot of his his comic history we can dive we can talk about that in a little bit yeah, Sparky is from the Vision miniseries. Okay, okay, that's where it's come from. Yeah, and Wanda is just using her powers without any concern about anyone in the room. No, um, it was all, and it was in. I, I I thought it was interesting that Vision all of a sudden knew uh, that Agnes was coming over. He knew because he he's starting yeah, because, to figure things out. Yeah, and then the other major thing after Wanda and Vision tell him, "Ah, oh, you got to be ten years old to raise a dog." What do the boys do? They age themselves age up, up to ten. Uh-huh. And Vision calls them whippersnappers, and I just found that funny. And then Agnes is after that scene. We go back. I mean, Agnes is no. just like, "Oh, everything's yeah. fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter." Yeah. Everything's fine. And then after after that scene, we go back to the real world. And Monica says, oh, I know an aerospace engineer that can help us. Who is that aerospace engineer? Theories are going around that it could be Reed Richards. It could be Sue Storm. It could be someone from the Fantastic Four. And I'm like, yay! We're getting all the Fox Marvel stuff in this one show. Let me ask you this. If it's not Fantastic Four, who else could it be? Because uh, if, if it's not... I don't know any airspace engineers. There's a character in the comics, and I don't know a ton about him. Blue Marvel? Ah, yep, 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 yep. He, he came to mind as well, but I don't know a lot about his character. I don't either. I can't remember if he's an aerospace engineer or not. I feel like, and don't get me wrong, I think it could be Fantastic Four, and I hope so. But Marvel is very good about making people think one way, but finding out, oh, we were completely wrong. Well, at the same time, we have to think about it as they're about to make a Fantastic Four movie. Either they're going to wait until the Fantastic Four movie to cast these characters, or they've already casted the some of these characters, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we've already got our Reed Richards. We just wanted to wait to announce what his movie when his movie was coming out. <laughs> Is it bad that I'm going to be so disappointed if it's not John Krasinski and Emily Blunt? I'm just going to be sad. I understand. 
I understand if you'll be disappointed, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm fine if John Krasinski isn't Mr. Fantastic. But it works so well. I'll be fine with it. But I'll be sad inside. I'll be so sad inside because it works so well. All right, let's keep going. After after that meeting about the aerospace engineer, in that meeting with discovering that Monica's clothes are still the Kevlar that she had when she went into the Hex. Well, let me uh, bring something to... else up, though. Let me br- bring some- something okay. else. Um, I found it so interesting uh, when they're just talking. They're talking like fans. Like of, like the fa- how fans were at the end of Endgame. Oh, Wanda could have taken out um, out Thanos all by herself if it, he didn't call down the Ar- Armada. And, well, I feel like Captain Marvel could have taken him out uh, if she had been there sooner. Or it, basically how fans talked about the end of Endgame. It was just kind of funny. It was more of a, almost like a fourth wall breaking in a way. Where the characters were, you were seeing yourself in the characters. Yeah, and that's something, I don't know, it's just something enlightening about that. Because when you're watching it, and you're sort of like, oh, that's what we were like. That's cool. Alright, keep going. But we go back to the Hex, where Vision is at work, and he gets the email from Darcy. I can't remember exactly what the email says, but it was basically him discovering about the Maximoff anomaly and discovering... Basically, he discovers everything in this one email. And after that, after the email, he unlocks Norm's mind, which is like, oh, the crap is going crazy. And then... When he says wait, she, wait. like she's uh, controlling all of us. I I've got everything written down of what the guy said. All right, Vision wakes okay. up, guy. Please, please help me. What day is it? How long has it been? Where's my phone? I have to call my sister. She's taking care of our dad. He's sick. You have to stop her. She's in my head. None of it's my own. It hurts. It hurts so much. Just make her stop. Make her stop. It's such an well, you didn't emotional. Have to do a dramatic reading. Yeah, but it was the only way you do it. True. It was. It was visceral. It was pain. It was heart wrenching. And this this guy, he's being controlled, but it's painful. And I just don't think Wanda causes pain. Yeah. That's why there are really two other people it could be. It could be Agnes or it could be Dottie in my mind. Because we've seen Agnes's picture on the wall. We haven't seen Dottie at all on that wall. So it's either Agnes or Dottie. And also Dottie, they said at the beginning of the show, Dottie is the key to all of this. They said this in Mm -hmm. episode two before she goes to the meeting. So Dottie is important as well. Yeah. And and speaking now, of which, Dottie could be a major, could be the actual villain. Just thinking about I, it. That's that was my that was my theory the moment I saw her in episode two. I was like, oh, Dottie's the bad guy. <laughs> really. And so after that, we go back to Wanda and Vision's house. They have a little moment where they talk about. They give an 80s moral lesson that you would see in any 80s sitcom. But then, after that moment, we see that S.W.O.R.D. has sent a drone in that came from the 80s. 
Well, I, I will. Uh, uh, Monica. I, I want to bring up two things on that, though, before we go into the drone. First off, you'll notice the boys, the, one of the boys already is able to control the dog. I know it was just doing tricks, mm-hmm. but he was able to control the dog. It's all about control. That's what all this is. So he's able to control the dog. And then when she's talk, when they're talking to Wanda, Wanda doesn't remember what day it is. When uh, it sounded like a like a oh she's just making excuses for Vision. No, she doesn't know what day it is. She's confused. There's almost as you're watching yeah. the show, there's a sense of confusion as she goes through. Like she's as she's going, she's getting more and conf- more confused, lo- less control, less things are in her control. See, that's why I feel like Wanda is not our central antagonist. No. She's literally when, and I get, uh, man, I really just want to bring up something from the end when they start arguing and when Wanda mentions that this was all there before they even got there. She doesn't even know when they got there. And this is at the end when it was like, oh, the only things that she's really controlling are her things around her. That's what right. she's in control of. Everything else is someone else. Right. Someone else is in control of all the rest of it, and she's just control of her immediate area. Well, let me ask you this. We can go in after the drone, because not a whole lot happens with the drone. They try to attack her with the drone. She gets out. Uh, she stops it, basically. She walks out of the dome. Oh. And when she walks out, she's a different character. She is, the way I see it, she is back to her normal self, or not even her normal self. It's just the side of her that's angry where it's like, look, I have everything I want in there, and you're trying to stop that, and I don't want you to stop it. And if you notice, her Sokovian accent is coming out. Yeah, I noticed that. that. I was going to mention that. It It was weird. You heard the accent. That's the first time we've heard the accent in a while. Yeah, and I love that we got that because it's showing that I I think whenever that happens, it's very much a, oh, this is, she's going back to her roots in some way during that entire moment. And I like seeing that. And after she like basically chastised them, she tells them to leave and Monica's trying to like reach her being like, hey, you pick, you didn't hurt me for a reason. And then she's like, this is your one and only warning. Get away. Whom moves the hand and everyone just points the guns at Hayward. She knows the color of the wall turns red. So no one can get in or out because she's changed it red. It is interesting, though, that Wanda trusted Monica. I think that's so important. She mm-hmm. trusted Mar- Monica. It was like Monica was her way, her yelling for help. And that's where I think she wants help. I think she needs help. But she's she doesn't yeah. know how to ask for it because she's afraid if she asks for help, she loses everything. And after that little moment that we had, we had a Lagos commercial about how even if you make an accident, don't worry, it's not your fault. Oh, I've got the actual line. It's not the official well, tagline, but... Well, okay. I've got the official. All right, Lagos, Brian. For when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. Oh, man, that's, man, that's so like... heartbreaking from Civil War. That's just heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I love how a, a commercial can break your heart. Yeah. 
We don't have a lot of time left to talk about it, so I'm just going to quickly go through some of the other stuff so we can get to the big thing in our theories. Well, there, um, there is a cut. I do want to, I want to dive into this part. Um, it, this is actually really important. I'll, I'll talk through this part mm-hmm. and uh, you can make some comments after. So uh, the mailman walks up as they're walking. And as the mailman walks up, the man get, tells uh, the kids, your mom won't let, let him get far, ma'am. So basically the mailman knows that she's in control, uh, which is interesting. Agnes has a dead Sparky. I think uh, this is, uh, and I'll go into this theory in a sec. She goes, uh, the boys ask, fix the dead. And then Agnes seems confused. Agnes uh, goes, can you do that? Question mark. And then uh, Wanda goes, we can't reverse death. Some things are forever. So that's a very interesting situation there. What's your thoughts? I found it interesting because when you notice that she said forever, Agnes had... The camera went straight back to Agnes as sort of like a, oh, you're right. It's sort of like she was also hearing the lesson and taking the lesson in as well. Because again, this is like an 80s sitcom, so there's got to be moral lessons. Right. And sort of like Agnes took the lesson in as well. And I feel like with Agnes learning about Wanda's powers in that instance and about the forever line, I feel like that's a very important moment because I feel like Agnes is connected to those things as well. Right. She has the, they have the fight in the, uh, Vision and Wanda have the fight in the kitchen. Here's the lines that you, uh, that happens. Vision says, I spoke to him, him for free of your oversight. He was in pain. Vision also says, you can't control me like the way you do them. And then Wanda goes, can't I? Question mark. And it starts, in, starts the ending crawl. And I was like, oh, that's that's creepy. Vision asks about the Maximoff anomaly. He goes, uh, he, he mentions, she's on, you're only recently became aware of everything. And she starts going, I don't know what you're talking about. And they both start using powers. She says... This all of this is for us, so let me handle it. Vision can't remember his life before Westview. Asks why there are no children in Westview. She uh, mentions that I am somehow in charge of everyone in Westview. I don't know how any of this started in the first place. And then the door rings. She truly yeah. doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't. She's yeah, so confused. Some, someone else is in control of all of this. She oh, yeah. is not... She is not our lead antagonist. And there are a few people that want to see Wanda become like a major antagonist in the MCU. I'm someone that doesn't want to see Wanda. I don't want to see Wanda become a major MCU bad guy. Because no, I think no. right now she is just, she's just grieving. She's in mourning because she's had a lot of stuff happen to her for the negative. And I feel like by the end of this show she's going to i'm not gonna say fully be healed but i feel like she's gonna be like emotionally healed enough to where she's willing to let go of vision well let me mention to uh, there's a theory i have before the doorbell the doorbell okay. after the doorbell everything goes wild but this is my my theory yeah. about the show itself not the the outside of mcu i believe that you the children are going to be used for their powers. I think Wanda is not the one in control, but they are making these kids age up 
and their powers advance. The kids are in control. The kids are uh, dealing with situations. They have powers. The kids are all that are in control. I think either, either, either Agnes or Dottie uses the kids grown up to bring someone back from the dead. And that's why is everything Dottie. is happening that way. And that's why everything's happening that way. Because they are using the kids to bring someone or something back from the dead. And that's what all this is about. It is they, Dottie. You think so? It is Dottie. Because you remember what she was saying all throughout episode two? It's all about the children. It's all for the children. She was always... For the children. She was the one that was saying for the children. It's Dottie. Dottie is the bad guy. It, I, I know it I seems have... a little too obvious, but it, it's Dottie. Well, something too. I'm noticing as the show goes on, everyone keeps focusing on the extra stuff, the doorbell. Everybody's focused on the doorbell, which they should be. That's bigger. They're really big. But I think a lot of people are forgetting the kids are actually the most important thing here. They are setting everything up mm-hmm. for the children to use them against against Wanda or the Avengers or they they are doing something with the kids and I think that's where everyone needs to be focusing their eyes because you had uh, the kids where they can age themselves up they have powers you also have where one of the children is able to control the dog which seems small but you can't have a dog learn tricks that quickly you just can't but if someone's telling the dog to so I think it's all about the kids. That whoever's in charge, it, either Dottie or Agnes. I'm leaning towards Dottie, but Agnes is still there. I'm not fully going to say Agnes isn't because he she's asking questions about the dead, which was very interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, it's going to yeah. get bad. And I think that brokenness that Wanda goes through is because someone tries to control her kids. And I think that's truly going mm-hmm. to break her. I think she's going to come out as a hero, but I think she's still going to be broken. But so are are you ready for the doorbell? Are you ready? Are you ready for the doorbell? Ding dong! Who's at the door? We're waiting. We're waiting. She opens the door. She looks at who it is. She's shocked. We're questioning. She's shocked. We're confused. Camera pans over. It's Evan Peters playing Pietro Maximoff. Or is he playing Pietro? No, no, because Darcy says this. Darcy goes, she recasts Pietro. She recasts Pietro. Pietro. No, just Pietro. Just Pietro. Pietro. Don't add anything. (laughs) Pietro. Sorry. I, there, there was something I read or I watched and they were like, what if, like, because people were saying, oh, is this the way of bringing Evan Peters in and making him the new MCU Pietro. But then someone mentioned right after that and said, or what if this is just a random citizen? What if Evan Peters is just a rat random season in WandaVision and whoever is truly in control just put him in the P- this random citizen in the Pietro row and the creators of the show put cast Evan Peters as Pietro because they knew all of us fans are going to freak out because... We know that he played Pietro in the X-Men movies, but to the MCU, he's just going to be some random guy who is put into that role, being meta with us. I have problems with that theory. Um, I actually do. First off, the reason why I think they brought in Evan Peters is because, remember, 
death is forever. You can't just uh, raise someone from the dead. So her original brother is dead. You can't just raise him from the dead. So what do you do? You bring in another version from the multiverse. Evan or Evan Peters is Quicksilver. So she has mm-hmm. an alive brother because he's from a different universe. And plus, you've uh. got and you've got to start making the groundwork for the multiverse because Spider-Man Spider-Man is uh, part of the next movies. And so the next story, yeah. part of the story is Spider-Man 3. And you've got all these people from the multiverse coming in in Spider-Man 3. You can't have everything set up for Spider-Man 3 in Spider-Man 3. You've got to be working things in. You've got to be creating a reason. Spider-Man 3 is going to be so packed that you've got to already have the groundwork on, okay, what's happening why are people from other multiverses coming in? And this show is going to answer that question. I think it's the start of the breaking of the multiverse. And then Spider-Man answers that question next up. You're going to see, I think, Peter Parker dealing with different villains. Different uh, villains uh, from uh, the multiverse of Spider-Man characters. And they don't know why and he's going to have to deal with them with also trying to make sure he doesn't end up in prison. I honestly, I don't want Evan Peters to come in and just replace Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver. I really, it's very much, I don't want it to be, oh, we have Evan Peters who played Quicksilver and he's alive. So, and that version of Quicksilver is alive. So this is the new Quicksilver. I don't want it to be like a replacement thing. I want it to be, okay, he's a part of the multiverse. When we get done with the multi- multiversal story, he'll be put back in his universe. And I, we can go on with, yes, the Quicksilver in this universe is passed on. Well, here's the thing. I think your multiverse thing, once the multiverse happens, it doesn't fix everything back. Because this is how you've got to bring in the X-Men. You've got to find well, some way to do I it. Think, and you're not going to keep it separate. Well, I think this could be a way of like, WandaVision breaks the multiverse and Doctor Strange fixes the multiverse. That's yes. what that movie is going to be. But you also have De- their uh, Deadpool three, which is set in the MCU. How do you get Deadpool in the MCU? Yeah, but this you, is how you Deadpool's do it. Deadpool's Deadpool. Deadpool is set, that character. Deadpool but you've is just set everything the... up. You've set everything up where this sh- this show sets up with the breaking of the multiverse. Her mind reality warping is changing everything, bringing things from the other multiverse. And here's the thing. Not not many people are talking about this, and this scares me. What if one of her children becomes a a villain? What if the uh, reality-warping twin becomes the villain? And so he's warping reality, bringing villains and bad guys from other other multiverses into our, uh, our MCU universe. What if that's why they're using needing the children is to bring the multiverse together to either rule it or for some some reasoning, but it all goes around back to the kids. It's all about their powers, and they're super powerful because they have the power of Wanda, but they've also got the Soul Stone power from Vision. Mind Stone. Mind Stone, not Soul Stone. Mind Stone. So, yeah, 
Well, it's it's a possible theory. It's very possible. I honestly don't want to see Billy become a bad guy because he's one of the young Avengers. Uh, my personal thing, I it's this. I I know the young Avengers. Billy is one of the young Avengers, so I don't want to see him become a bad guy. But Luke, we are literally running out of time at this point. Are there any final theories that you want to throw out there into the into the multiverse? Let's say. As of right now, not many. I love this show. I'm excited to see what's coming next next week. Um, I'm happy we get to review it. I hate that we haven't reviewed the other episodes, but we just couldn't uh, do it back then because we just started our channel. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I really am. I uh, think looking at the the schedule for Marvel this year, it's ridiculous. You've got at least five movies, five TV shows. Uh, there's four Marvel. MCU, but then you've got Venom as well coming out this year, so that's five uh, Marvel movies. You've got five Marvel TV shows, four uh, Disney Plus shows, and then uh, the What If is also this year. So that's why I say five. So we'll keep up with this. We're going to have a review for every show, unless we're just busy. I, I'm loving the show. I think it will be get better. Every episode has gotten better since the first they're really ramping things up. I think the mystery is uh, being resolved weekly, but more questions are coming out from from answering questions. So I'm excited to see what happens. And Eli, I'm excited to break it down with you weekly. Yeah, I'm very much ready to continue on this journey through WandaVision. My, one of my final theories is that either it's Mephisto or Dormammu, one of those two is the ultimate big bad of this show because... Why not? Dormammu's trying to get out of the dark dimension. For the children, maybe one of the children's going to help him out of the dark dimension. Dimension, I don't know. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on the WandaVision review and theory crafting a little bit for this episode. I've been Elon McKegg. I've been joined by my buddy, Luke Stutter. And you can follow us on Twitter at Galaxy Geeks One, you can follow Luke on Twitter at Luke. Luke Stuttered. Just look up Luke Stuttered. He's on there somewhere. He's on there somewhere, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Eli Mac. Until next time, everybody. We'll see you. Bye.